Welcome to the Kenyan Podcast, the number one trending top call issues podcast in the 254. Absolutely jamming. That is the one and only Kidum. The name of the jam is Kwetu, and this is definitely the 254 Nyumbani Kwetu. I do hope that you are well and you are excited to be with us on yet another great episode of the number one trending and topical issues podcast in the 254. And of course, I hope that you are also keeping it interactive with us on our different social media platforms. We are on Twitter at Kenyan Podcast, on Facebook Kenyan Podcast, and also on Instagram Kenyan Podcast as well as on twitter how have you been how are you keeping i hope that you are doing well and you are keeping positive and optimistic on everything even as it might not look so good on the economic front you know if you ask many people how they are coping and how the cost of living has them right now things might not be particularly good but i do hope that there is still a reason for you to keep smiling and for you to keep on pressing on because at the end of the day you ought to have you know you know something that you are looking forward to this particular year or maybe looking forward to this particular week or even maybe looking forward to this particular month that are is still keeping you motivated and excited about life because that is all all what life ought to be about but yes this is a kenyan podcast for those that have been showing us love on our different social media platforms we appreciate you and of course you can listen to us on different streaming platforms you can find us on google podcast you can find us on spotify podcast you can also find us on apple podcast and now on amazon on uh, other different uh, platforms whatever your favorite streaming uh, platform podcast streaming platform could be uh, i'm sure you will definitely find us there because you try to be on as much platforms as possible but of course our chief platform uh, for now is uh, on spotify or on anchor and uh, recently uh, anchor was actually bought uh, out by spotify so right now it's known as spotify for podcasters formerly known as anchor uh, we are still uh, on there as well so welcome to the show uh, for today that was an intro by the one and only kid doom who is uh, uh, one of our favorite artists right here on the Kenyan podcast originally from burundi and now we have embraced him so so much when it comes to how hospitable kenya is to you know people from all over africa or from all over the world you all find that the kenyan people have a very very much welcoming and a hospitable spirit if you are coming from burundi like kidun you know he has been well received and uh, taken in as you know just as a kenyan you know 
And we have also seen the same happening for uh, the businessmen and women that have come from uh, uh, Burundi, others also coming in from Rwanda. I have seen a whole lot of uh, our fellow Burundi brothers and our sisters being involved with small businesses uh, in Kenya as well. If you have been keen and you have looked around, you'll find uh, some of them are selling the KDF and the KDF has become very, very popular as well as uh, coffee you know in the evening hours or in the morning hours uh, you'll find a whole lot of enterprising young men and women from burundi uh, others who have also started businesses like uh, salons kinyozis and other businesses that you will find are uh, operating uh, in the 254 from you know be it nairobi even in the outskirts of nairobi uh, so many places where our brother our burundian brothers and sisters have been well embraced and they are doing their business uh, to the best level. So welcome to the show. And I would urge our Kenyan brothers and sisters to keep on that hospitable spirit. And I do hope we are also taken the same way wherever we go. Because if you look at uh, also how uh, people from uh, Sudan, you know, have also been embraced. They have also been embraced very, very well. If you also look at, you know, people from anywhere, you know, coming to Kenya, you are treated uh, with much respect and uh, very, very much a hospitable way. My hope is that uh, also people uh, outside uh, the 254 are also taking the same, same way. Our Kenyan brothers and sisters, uh, wherever they go, I do hope that they are also taking the same, same, uh, according to the same, same level of uh, hospitality. Uh, when they go uh, outside, you know, our country uh, to places like uh, maybe uh, Uganda, uh, Tanzania, Rwanda, Burundi, Mozambique, whatever. I do hope that uh, we keep up with that uh, spirit of uh, togetherness and our uh, unity as an African people. So today we are looking forward to having an interesting show. We shall be discussing what has been happening uh, on our different uh, fronts. Uh, we have had the launching of the Talanta Hela uh, at the White House uh, very uh, recently and just the other day. And that was, of course, our DNSP headed by the sports uh, CS, and that is Ababu Namwamba. Uh, there has been a whole lot of uh, controversy regarding uh, the Talanta Hela and uh, the people that were chosen to be at the helm of uh, these Talanta Hellas. Uh, some of them uh, include the content creators, uh, as he had. Uh, I do believe uh, Churchill was also appointed uh, on that particular uh, panel uh, to be uh, spearheading uh, the Talanta Hela initiative. And the Talanta Hela initiative is uh, just an initiative that is supposed to be helping uh, nurture, nurture Kenyan talent, you know, nurture young Kenyan talent in sports and also the creative sector. And I think, I do believe it's a, it's a good initiative, it's a positive initiative. Uh, when we see uh, the ministry coming up with an initiative like this, I do believe it's good because most of the time we do have lack of uh, financial support and funding to uh, to sportsmen and women and also to creatives in the arts industry. They might have wonderful, very brilliant ideas, but then again, they are not able to practicalize them or, or bring them into fruition. Uh, because of a lack of a support and funding. But right now, there will be mentorship. Of course, if you remember uh, during uh, uh, Kibaki's regime, there was that particular initiative, which was the Talent Academy or the Talent Academy, uh, which was set up uh, in Karen. And therefore, people would be enrolled into Talent Academy and there was a uh, funding for that particular academy. And then over time, it seems like uh, it didn't work out really well. So I'm hoping this particular time, uh, the Talanta Academy, which is supposed to be an academy for nurturing talent in sports and also the creative sector, that there will be uh, adequate support from the government. And also, I do believe the private sector has a very important role to play in the same same, uh, so that uh, we can have the development of uh, that sector. Uh, if you do remember well, I, Ababu Namomba has been on the spotlight uh, so many times because he has been uh, really, really pushing that um, 
uh, for for Kenyan for, for for the advancement of our Kenyan football, and uh, he has been saying that he would love to see also Kenya play uh, in uh, the World Cup, you know. And uh, of course, he cannot just wake up and say that uh, you know in the next World Cup Kenya will be playing. There has to be structures being put in place. And of course, there has also to be investment uh, being made. And apart from that, also hosting a bigger tournament, such as uh, Sakafa and other different uh, tournaments. So there was a joint bid that was also spearheaded by his ministry uh, for the hosting of uh, these uh, big events. And I think it's something uh, positive. At the end of the day, uh, we would hope that uh, Kenya also becomes a stronghold, even when it comes to uh, football. You know, we are a strong, uh, we, we are a household name. Uh, when it comes to athlete, athletics and uh, keep your gone has uh, proven just that uh, in the recently concluded uh, event in, uh, uh, in 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 france and when you look at also uh, the issue of uh, sports doping which is also another uh, big uh, giant that uh, babu namomba has to keep on uh, fighting uh, there has been uh, so much uh, concerted efforts uh, spearheaded by the government and uh, his ministry, uh, Babu Namwamba, to see that uh, the issue or the vice of uh, doping has been uh, sorted out. And uh, we do not have uh, Kenyan athletes uh, being lured into doping because I do believe that uh, this is a problem which is not just uh, from, uh, from, from internally. But even from externally, we do have people coming in from other countries, you know, saying that they want to coach some of uh, these uh, athletes at uh, camps like uh, Kapsabet, Iten, uh, in Eldoret. But then when it comes to, you know, they lure them into the use of uh, these uh, substances that have been banned, you know, they, they, they lure them into doping and they promise them a uh, big uh, cash, you know. And then most of these athletes, because some of them are really not well to do, well off to do. They decide to get into uh, doping and then that becomes a major, major problem. So I'm saying that uh, Babu Namwamba has had a whole lot of uh, things to deal with. We have also seen the issue with uh, FIFA. You know, there was a ban uh, on uh, what was happening, you know, Kenyan football. Uh, but then again, uh, Babu Namwamba also had to go on um, a mission to court uh, FIFA so that uh, Kenya can also be in the book, good books again with FIFA. So there has been a whole lot of uh, things going with uh, Babu Namomba and uh, his ministry. He has been, you know, very, very busy trying to, uh, of course, uh, seal all the ends, you know. And apart from that, there has also been something else going on. And uh, this is uh, the grapevine in uh, town. You know, people saying that uh, they have uh, been uh, wearing uh, matching uh, shoes with uh the influencer aziad and uh for me i do believe that this is some sort of bullying you know aziad has been bullied a lot on uh, social media and uh, some people have come to her defense uh, for example the sports journalist uh, carol radun uh, she has been asking people to step or uh, to keep off and you know and and stop bullying aziad for me i do believe social media to be quite toxic sometimes you know you will find people simply because they, they will they might come up with a narrative or they might come up with a story and then push this particular narrative because propaganda actually grows it it, it blossoms a lot on on social media because sometimes people are just quick on jumping on board and and retweeting or tweeting or reposting reblogging and things like that and sharing without doing a did just find out what am i posting why am i forwarding this particular uh, piece of um, information you know why am i doing this and that people do not post uh, to see how it might infect affect them uh, the other uh, the, the person who they claim to be attacking you know that is something that people do not do because they are behind masks you know on our social media you just put an avi 
uh, on a profile picture of a, of a plane and then go on uh, an attacking spree someone else you know a cabinet minister uh, be a, a sports personality uh, it might be an athlete it might be a, a, an actor it might be an influencer like as yet so people do that simply because they know that there are no repercussions are for them and that is a uh, quite dangerous because this might impact the mental health of individuals that have been attacked on our social media or it might even bully them to stepping away from social media and that is where they make their money from you know someone like Aziad if she's not on social media TikTok and uh, these other places doing her thing then she might not be able to you know put uh, place a meal on her table so it becomes very very much difficult but anyhow this is the Kenyan podcast the number one training and topical issues podcast in the 254 we shall be taking a short break but when we come back we have a whole lot of uh, updates and our uh, news uh, in store for you and uh, please do not touch that dial. We shall be right back. This is Kenyan Podcast, your number one training tropical issues podcast in the 254. Yeah. Uh, ati pepeta, pepeta, pewa chupambili Pepeta, pepeta, pewa chupambili uh, Miupenda unakatika na umevalia nini Miupenda unakatika ka umevalia mini Pepeta, pepeta, pewa chupambili Pepeta, pepeta, pewa chupambili Miupenda unakatika na umevalia nini Miupenda unakatika ka umevalia mini Tukikata si usafishanga Black ini batimbae Leina kipatikana ni mabare jo kwa kipara Yes, that is uh, Pepeta, by the one and only Reckless uh, and Benzema as well. We are glad that you are with us on the Kenyan podcast, the number one training and tropical issues podcast in the 254. We let you know that Lisa Mwalo Lipo and Akama Lipo Basi Laja, which is uh, whatever is said around, you know, all the grapevine. Uh, you might uh, probably find that some of that to be true, but this is not uh, a grapevine. This is an uh, actual, reliable and uh, actionable information that we present to you right here on the Kenyan podcast and I do hope that you are excited to be the part of the Kenyan podcast our family where we get to share with you the latest developments in what is happening in the 254 and a little bit earlier on we were discussing about the issue of Kenyan hospitality as well as also some of the developments in the sports arena with the Talanta Hela and we shall be shifting our gears and moving a little bit fast forward into the whole issue of Shakahola. Of course, we have done uh, different uh, episodes uh, in the past regarding uh, Shakahola. And the exhumation of the bodies has, uh, re- uh, has continued. And uh, of course, uh, there has been uh, 10 more bodies that have been exhumed, bringing that total to about 283. And uh, is it 283? Um, I'm not actually, uh, I'll confirm on that number. And I'll let you know. But what has been happening right now is that uh, there has been uh somewhat uh action that has been uh going on with uh kithure kindiki who is uh the csr for interior and a coordination of our national government he was actually pointing to uh uh, uh he was pointing to 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 to, to, to the courts and uh, he was actually saying that the judiciary should ju- do its job and make sure that this particular man remains behind bars for the rest of his life. And he was saying if the judiciary or if the courts do not do it, uh, he will make sure that, uh, you know, he has within his powers to do what he can to make sure that, uh, you know, something has been done to this particular man. And that begs the question, is there a rule of law or the, operation, or the opera, op, operationalization of the rule of law in our country? Because 
if someone uh, uh, such as a minister would come up and say oh the judiciary you ought to do your work and make sure this particular man has been locked behind bars for you know the rest of his life and if you don't do it then we shall do something ourselves that does not show uh, the, the, the the rule of law exists in our country because it is not the work of um, uh, the cabinet secretary for for for, for interior you know coordination of national government to say what the judiciary should do you know you should not overstep your mandate in a way like that but let me know what you feel about that particular matter should kidere uh, kindike be giving a warning or an ultimatum to the judiciary for them to carry out um the 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 the, the, the due process you know uh in regards to the case of uh pastor paul mckenzie because for pastor paul mckenzie these are so many bodies and it's about 600 people you know that have been reported missing and whose whereabouts are not known so if we are at 200 and something it means that there's still a whole lot of more bodies that will be exhumed in that particular place and even some of these workers that have been given that job of exhuming the bodies they are now having nightmares you know you are involved in the process like this of exhuming bodies you know today and tomorrow and then in the next day you'll be having nightmares seeing zombies in your dreams and even in your night you cannot be able to sleep well because you will have you know ptsd or something like that you know it's very very dangerous and uh, some of these individuals also ought to be given counseling and also other uh, kinds of uh, treatment uh and care to make sure that they also do not go bizarre you know with all these that is going on right now and for me i would say for the families you know of other individuals all the victims of ashaka hola condolences to the family and i also do believe that there is this particular conversation about the regulating of the churches because uh you cannot just wake up every other morning and have a you know have opening church people have people opening church any anyhow you know without any kind of a, 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 a oversight you know and therefore there has been a, this particular debate going on right now do you believe that there should be an oversight uh, on churches not just on churches but on religious bodies because people want to point fingers and say oh there should be an oversight on mosques and how mosques are operated you know these mosques have been used as a breeding grounds for terrorists and things like that there are some notions and stereotypes against the mosques and the muslim faith and when you come to the christian faith you know there is not a whole lot of oversight going on and therefore there has been that debate and even i believe the muslim council of kenya they have also have been involved in the debate as well and i do believe this is a multifaceted debate where we do have people from different religious backgrounds not just christians not just muslims but even those who practicalize or who practice uh traditional african faith you know they should also be put they should also be involved in this particular discussion or debate to see how best uh, we can go forward as a country so that we do not have just people waking up one morning and deciding oh now today i want to be a pastor i will go and uh, rent a room where i can uh, just open up and start a church it does not is not supposed to be working like this i do believe personally that we should know who is operating this particular church you know what uh, training background they do have you know they should know that they are dealing with people and therefore you will not just wake up and say oh i have had a calling today and therefore i will just go do it anyhow i want to go do it you know because this is what you have had uh, with uh, so many other so-called ministers of the gospel and uh, right now we have seen people lose their lives you know over 200 people this is a genocide you know this is not just uh, like a murder case this is this is a genocide where we have had a whole uh, community you know being struck and you know people who are not just coming from uh, kilifi uh, people are coming uh, from uh, from many different places you have seen 
even people who are not even from Mombasa or from the coastal part of Kenya joining particularly this particular cult. And therefore, when it comes to um, the rights of people, of course, we do have guaranteed rights, uh, you know, to assembly and to become part of any group so long as it's not an illegal group or it's not an outlawed group in the country but there should be that discussion on uh, getting to uh, have an oversight you know i have an oversight on how churches are operated and how the religious organizations are, are operated some people would say oh you cannot just uh, generalize and talk about the churches at large this is one individual but there has to be an order there has to be a structure uh, which of course uh, would be Maybe perhaps uh, through the registrar of our civil societies and uh, other civil groups and other groups, you know, such as religious organizations as well, there should be that as well. Because some of them have also been involved in unscrupulous business because someone opens up a church today and then the next thing they also want to open up a kindergarten and they also want to open up something else and therefore all these things are interlinked. And therefore, I do believe there should be proper oversight on religious bodies and how these are conduct of our religious institutions are ran you know it should be very 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 much open uh, even a transparent so that we can see and do not have another shaka hola because we are talking about 200 and maybe 80 people but now these numbers of people that have gone missing are up over 600 and therefore it means that we have not even gotten to half of uh of either these are tip of the iceberg you know, it's crazy. But anyhow, this is the Kenyan podcast, the number one training and talk coalition's podcast in the 254. We like to share with you good vibes and also sometimes distressing information such as this. And uh, it's difficult. But as we wind up on today's episode, we want to talk about the CBC. Of course, on the Kenyan podcast, uh, we are also about uh, adding value to the conversations that are being held uh, by, different, by different people at different levels of our society. And uh, the Speaker of the National Assembly, uh, this is uh, the Honorable Moses Wetangula, he was quoted during a recent uh, event where he attended, or I believe it was a fundraiser, uh, he attended, he was talking about the CBC, uh, the competence-based uh, curriculum, and he did say that the Walimu, Hawaii Watoto Hawaii and Wazazi Hawaii which means that this CBC, uh, the teachers do not love it, uh, the teachers do not understand it, the, 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 the students or the pupils do not love it, and the parents do not love it as well because it has become a big burden on the parents, especially from even marginalized areas. You know, you go to Pokot, uh, you go to Masabit, you go to Wajia, you go to Mandera and other areas and see what at all it has become. The CBC has become on the parents of our days are learning pupils. You do find there is a whole lot of things being demanded from these parents that they cannot be able to cater for. And the government is also not being forth with and saying this is what we shall cater for and to help this, the parents in this particular regard. For Mr. Mashogu, uh, the cabinet secretary for education, uh, for he himself, he was talking about the money that has been now uh, sent out. This is 24 billion given to uh, education, and he was saying this is not enough. We should have had uh, 28 billion has been appropriated to this ministry of uh, education, and also it was quite late. So we have had some of uh, these head teachers closing uh, all, all suffering because they are not able to continue the normal operations of uh, their schools because the money has been delayed. But apart from that, Mr. Mashogu himself, you know, he always questioned about the CBC. And definitely or certainly there is a problem with the CBC that needs to be addressed. You know, if you do ask me, I wish that he was rushed and perhaps not well thought through. 
and maybe perhaps there should be some ratifications to make sure that it does not of course it meets its agenda or its goals because the goals are, are, are something quite uh, good but there should also be the the the, 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 the consensus around this particular uh, system new system you know because it, it's becoming a big burden to the parents you know if you ask so many parents they do find it to be quite even ridiculous and outrageous to some extent but we do have of course a positive attributes or aspects or, or and, and and the overall uh, goal and agenda to have people who or learners who are holistically empowered not just through the 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 the, the, the points is going class but even in other ways such as a core curricula but also the problem is now with the implementation of how it's being operationalized you know it, it's difficult and also taking a toll on the parents you know when we do have kids being told look for these materials and uh you know make this particular dress or make this particular hat and make this guitar make that and it's not bad you know it gives people the skills but also there should be a consensus on how this is going to be done you know there should be a rethinking of the system because it's a new system and it might end up failing you know it was introduced from uh the, the last regime of the jubilee government but it's going to take a toll on the parents that is my perspective let me know what you think about the cbc and uh, we would be absolutely glad to hear from you you can email us kenanpodcast at gmail.com and if you want to keep this conversation uh, going forward now that is all we had for today's episode of the kenyan podcast please keep with us and make sure that you are continuing the support of the kenyan podcast which is a production of pomzi hub this is a pomzi hub productions and i uh, want to wish you a happy and productive rest of your day we shall leave you with this jam by Mumboa. It's known as Caribbean. Till next time, much peace and love. Go ahead.